Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and today's guest is the beacon of positivity that is Jenna McCaffrey. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Jenna's true story about making stuff up. And please welcome this week's guest. It's my good friend and fellow Oika. It's Jenna. Welcome, Jenna. Hi there, Ian. Hi, everyone. And those of you with excellent headphones or very good speakers may be able to pick up on some lovely sounds in the background. And that is because Jenna is the first person to appear on the podcast from her garden. <laughs> you have to expect me to do something a little bit different. And since I'm a sun worshipper and it's a sunny Good Friday, here we are. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we are recording this on Good Friday, but it, it will go out a couple of weeks after Good Friday. Yeah. Uh, so we may well be talking about things that will be coming up in our current world, but will have happened in the world of the listener already. So awesome. we're here to talk about all things improv. So I'm going to start by asking, how did you get involved in improv comedy? Wow. Um, this is something I've thought of quite a bit myself. I think, I think it goes back to when I was really, really, really small. And I was always one of those kids that was kind of wanted to be in the limelight and wanted to be like showing off plays to people and coming mm -hmm. out with random stories. And, you know, I think it's most inspired by my pap who me and my pap always used to make up random stuff and plays and animals and characters. And I think that just got me a love for improv without even realizing. And then a good friend of mine, Angela, who I did the Chester Mystery Plays with a few years ago, she mentioned that there was an improv session um, happening right. at Hall Community Center with Emma, um, Liverpool Comedy Improv. And I went along to a Friday night session and do you know what? I laughed for the whole session and it felt, it just felt so good because I didn't know there was a world of improvisation. I just saw it was something I did around the house or yeah. did when I was younger. And <laughs> it was like, I, I learned that there was improv and I loved the comedy style. So that inspired me to get involved. So how many years ago was that? It wasn't long ago at all. So it's probably about a year and a half ago. And then okay. when around October, a year and a half ago, and then when lockdown came um, back in March, um, that was when and we met, didn't we, and became yeah. good friends. That's, that's when I joined the online world. And if I'm really honest, the lockdown helped me get involved in improv properly because I didn't have to travel anywhere and the commitments between work and hobbies and clubs it, it wasn't there I could just get online do Monday nights with Liverpool yeah. Comedy Improv laugh for a whole hour and then jump on another drop-in so yeah I think it was a mixture of growing up loving acting loving improv and then just just going to that session in Hall Community Centre thanks to my friend and then because of the pandemic, a good thing that's come out of it for me is just being able to like 
jump on the improv I don't know train bandwagon <laughs> whatever you want to call it and just yeah. do as much improv as humanly possible and when the lockdown first happened and improv all jumped online we were part of this awesome Monday night oh. group that it just we were always <laughs> there every Monday for months months yeah and yeah I was doing it other nights of the week as well, but that Monday night group was mm -hmm. special. I called it Magical Mondays. We just, yeah. <laughs> we had such a good group. And I remember some of the scenes that we played out in that group and yeah. the people that were in it just, and the way, the way the sessions were run by Emma, it was like, it was like a slice of magic. It was like, it was like um, a tonic, wasn't it? Like yeah. a tonic away from life. And yeah, I think it was good for the soul, but the connections we made as a group that have carried on, yeah. even though that Monday night group has evolved, is still absolutely fantastic. Yeah, they were good. They were really good. And I think it's funny that I've heard so many people talk about how isolated they've been during the last year and how mm. much they miss interacting with people. Mm. And like from my point of view, I think in the last year, I've probably been interacting <laughs> with more people than I've ever interacted with in my entire life. <laughs> I think, do you know what? I'm a, I'm quite a social butterfly lots of the time, but I think I've been able to interact a lot more as well and just connect with more people that don't just live in my town, but live across the country, across, across the world. And I think I didn't feel disconnected in lockdown. Yeah, you couldn't see your family if you didn't live near them, etc. But we had we had a little improv family. And yeah. that group of people, it felt good. It didn't feel despondent or like I don't know, it just really it got you it helped get you through lockdown, right? Oh yeah, totally. And like we are a part of the Oikers and Yes. That is our improv troupe. And some of the people in the Oikas with us were doing mm. improv with us from the start of lockdown. They were jumping into those sessions and we formed yeah. like solid friendships over this, this period. Yeah, no, we, we completely have. And I think, yeah, I think, the, and I think they, they don't, people say, don't they sometimes, oh, it's social media. They're just social media friends or they're just Twitter friends. But I think it feels so different to that. It feels like, I know for me, we've actually made real friends who oh, yeah. you care about and who you want to see in improv and you want them to feel good in sessions and you want you want to know how they're getting on. Yeah, and we've we've learned more than the base things that you see on people's social media. We know we know each other well, we know dislikes, yes. likes, we know what will make people laugh in our group, we know what's mm -hmm what sort of specialities each, each of yeah. us bring to the group. Um, so I just want to talk about improv in, in general. What would you consider your improv style is? Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So just, just a sec though, can I just touch on something you said there? Like, yeah, sure, I yeah. think what you were saying about like people knowing each other well, like when you turn up on a Zoom session, you turn up the way you turn up, don't you? Some yeah. sessions you turn up, you're full of life. Some sessions you're a bit more drained, but people just accept you the way you are. Yeah. And you have to throw yourself in it. So people end up knowing you really, really well. But my improv style, gosh, okay. 
well, I'm not a master of puns like yourself. Um, you'll know very well from my um, skills at playing the game 168. <laughs> but that is not my skill set. I think, gosh, if I'm honest, I really, I'm not sure of a specific style. You might have to help me here. I really enjoy short form. I love just jumping in and creating something that can go a bit, be a bit mad, be a little bit weird and be funny. Um, but I also, I've been doing some long form, some advanced long form sessions, looking at like symbolism and metaphor and stuff. Yeah. And some of that dramatic element where you get into the depths of the drama of the story. I've really enjoyed that as well. So, well, yeah, that's totally varied. how I would describe you. I would describe you as a, a narrative <laughs> improviser. You love the narrative. You love to get into the story of it and, and find out who the character is and what makes the character tick. There you are then. I'm a narrative improviser. I don't even know Thank if that's an official term, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's a term that I would use to describe you. <laughs> I like telling stories and they probably, I probably tell them with far more words than they actually need. But <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned long form. Were you aware of long form before the lockdown? No, because I'd only done the short form classes. So I wasn't aware of long form. Um, I'd gone on a couple of advanced long form sessions on a Tuesday night and the Tuesday night ones always seem really, really good fun. Um, and then I've been doing some classes with Theatre Synergy and that's where I've got more into the long form. And what I've learned with the long form is sometimes with long form, I know I have and I imagine it's the same for other people. You can get stuck in your head. Like, yeah. and if you get stuck in your head because you're learning a particular new skill, like, like when you learn anything, it doesn't become natural or, or habitual straight away. You're stuck in your head. I've realized that it takes a few times to have a go at it yeah. to, to come out of your head and just to go, ah, actually, I've still got all my improv skills <laughs> just because <laughs> I'm learning a new skill. They don't go away. So, no, I wasn't aware of long form, but it's good. It's nice to have a variety for me of short form. And long form. Yeah. And when you first turned up to that in-person session uh, in mm -hmm. Chester, you said you, you laughed all night long. Did you feel nervous at all going into it? I was, I didn't actually. But the reason I didn't is because I was going with a group of people uh -huh. who I'd spent a lot of time with in the Chester Mystery Play Group where we'd spend weekends upon weekends, evenings upon evenings together, and we're like a real community. And a group of us from there went. So okay. because I had that little safety blanket of people I knew, <laughs> it was like, oh, hi, I know you, and I know you. And it, it took away that. And I think the way it was run, it was very playful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's times where I've jumped to an online session, particularly ones where I don't know the people, and yeah. I've gone <gasps> and had a little bit of, not fear, but a little bit of, oh, I hope I'm good enough. Or, oh, uh, what what if they do games I don't know? And I just, yeah, yeah. But that's been more online with people I don't know as well or when I've tried different themes, etc. Yeah, no, that makes total sense because I've noticed I've spent a lot of time now playing with regular people. So I... Mm -hmm. We have our oikas that we we meet with yeah. every week. I go to Glossop Improv uh, mm -hmm. pretty much every week. 
and with each group and working with the same people. So now when I'm jumping into Liverpool Comedy Improv sessions, mm-hmm. whether I, mm-hmm. I manage to make it to a Monday or a Tuesday night drop-in, there's often different people, people I'm not used to working mm. with. And it does make you question yourself a bit more <laughs> I, because it's just, oh, different faces. And then it makes you question, oh, yeah, am, am I good? Am I going to be able to hang with these guys? And so it's a weird thing. Yeah. I also think for me, it's like when you when you take some courses, because I've took some courses now, as I know you have, like intermediate course and then yeah. um, the character the character intensive and then the metaphor symbolism one I've done it's like I've learned that some aspects of improv don't lend themselves like the character intensive that we've done yeah the stuff we've learned there is really relevant to short form comedy what we do in the oikas what we do in drop-ins but it wasn't relevant as fully to the symbolism metaphor long form I've done so it was trying to go right leave that and jump into this now and am I am I getting it right is or am I mixing up what I'm doing so I've, yeah. in the end I've said to myself just do it just just relax and do it and I think that's the best way yeah that's good advice I think something that goes through my mind is when I'm in a new group people I don't know mm-hmm. it makes me very conscious about what I bring to a scene and not mm-hmm. that not that I would like, I'm not the sort of person that swears and and brings like no, no. like bad things to a scene, but I, I do perhaps enjoy a bit of pantomime style innuendo. <laughs> I know uh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but if that if that's with regular people that you know and you know will accept that kind mm-hmm. of thing, then that's great. But when you're in there with a, a new group or some familiar faces and, and some new, I guess it's always at the forefront of my mind to really watch what I say because okay. I don't want to offend anyone. Do you know mm. what I mean? You want to get to know people a little bit. Yeah. Before you um, offend them. Before you offend them, yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't want to I don't want to scare anyone off for starters. I don't want them to think, oh, I, no. I, I don't don't like that scene. That made me feel uncomfortable. Uh, but I think you you learn what works with the people that you're regularly playing with. <laughs> Yep. And then you can't just assume that these new people are going to be able to play the same way. So yeah, I sort of maybe hold a little bit back when I'm going into new mm. groups. Mm. I think there's a real, for any improviser, like something that I felt a lot is you open yourself, don't you? To whoever's in that group, you open yourself up to them. And you, yeah. because as an improviser, in a way, you're quite vulnerable because you're just oh, yeah. there in that moment and you open yourself up. And I think I I think the lucky thing with Liverpool comedy improv is that when you go to a group they're all great people. Yeah. The new people you meet they're great people and there's just something about it and I think there's a little safety net there isn't there a little security. Yeah. And everyone is super welcoming as well. It's that yes and of improv actually happens. <laughs> yeah. I remember there were there were times definitely early on in the, the lockdown when I was playing with some people that I assumed had known each other f- 
for years like the way that they were talking in the breaks and sort of interacting in scenes i was like oh wow these guys must have been playing together for ages and then you'd find out oh yeah they met just today or they've only had a few <laughs> sessions together and it's just like wow the the bonds that people are forming in such a short space of time is incredible yeah i i agree i think um who knew that you could connect so well um with people over zoom yeah yeah it's it's crazy and like people didn't even know what zoom was un until the lockdown hit <laughs> and now it's like zoom yeah yeah, yeah. it's like my brother knew what zoom was because in his company they had they needed to have video conferences and stuff like that so yeah zoom was in their world but i think it only existed in that sort of corporate world until lockdown hit and people were scrambling for a way to interact with each other mm -hmm. yeah i think so so in the short time that you were doing in-person improv before it switched to online did you have a different style of improv at all have you had to tweak the way you do it online i think for me because i only did it for such a short space of time um in person i've actually done a lot more improv online yeah. i think the differences i noticed were obviously the physicality like when i first started doing the online improv it was very much about the tv screen but your face was in that tv screen on zoom yeah but now i've been doing it for longer more often i get up in a scene now and use the camera more and actually realize i can still be physical yeah but it's got to be really clear because wherever I am in that room, they've got to hear my voice. So there's different <laughs> technicalities, isn't there? Yeah. But I think the physical's still really important. And we did, didn't we, the character intensive um, yeah. with um, Brian Palermo. Brian? Yeah, Brian Palermo. And he, he talked about the physicality aspect, didn't he? And how yeah. it's, the physicality is really needed to bring, to bring that character to life but also to support that character's objective and personality that's coming across and i know some people really don't like looking at themselves on a the screen but i actually <laughs> i actually really enjoy it in terms of improv because you can see if, if you want your face to look like something you can see oh yeah, yeah it's looking like i want it to look but you don't get that in real life it gives you affirmation, doesn't it? Or validation. Yeah. <laughs> so what you think you're doing is actually what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's that reflection in the mirror. And I love that I can turn my camera on and I've got a wig on or a crazy hat or various other things which I'll just bring into scenes, which you can't just have just there out of the blue when you're on a stage. <laughs> So you always do that, whatever, whatever the session, whether it's drop-in or the oikers or whatever. But I've just then thought I only ever do that when it's a show. So when oh, we really? did the last intermediate show, yeah. I remember coming on with a whole thing of garbage and recycling. Yeah. Because I knew the scene needed it. And it was just, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like in a show sometimes perhaps you elevate it because you have a bit more adrenaline and a bit more yeah. energy. And you're doing it more for the audience as well, aren't you? Yeah. And um, we've been quite fortunate, really, because we've been able to be part of uh, quite a few shows oh. now. And yeah, there is there is a real buzz to doing the show. <laughs> and it's kind of weird because really we're just doing 
the same that we do all the time. We can't really see the people. I know when we've done the LCI shows, at the end you see the people pop yeah. on. And yeah. like so that does give you a, that extra bit of a buzz because you know that, oh yeah, these people were in the room and, and they have paid money to be entertained and we have done our best to entertain them. Um Yeah, but, but the, yeah, and there's no it's not the reality of like on stage, is it, and a curtain call and all of that, but there's no. still a hype around it that you you know why do we do it yes you know I do improv for myself I do improv to to laugh I do improv because it's part of my well-being it's part of my mental health it's part of connection it's part part of friendship and I want to I want to hone my acting skills as well improv helps with my acting but actually why do we do it and do scenes for a show? Because we want the audience to laugh. We want them to have escapism from the actual world, particularly right now. And just, just be where their feet are. I love that quote. Just be where their feet are (laughs) and enjoy watching, watching a show and nothing else matters in that moment, but that show and engaging in it and having a giggle and being silly. I think that's, I think that's really special. It's important as well. And the group that we've been able to do shows with have just been phenomenal. And sure. yeah, th- that buzz of doing the show, it, it's it's great. It doesn't matter that it's online because the Mm-mm. buzz is just great. And, and the, the level that some people go to, like in sessions, but also the show, it's just it's fantastic. And do you know what's, I think, really, because we have seen a lot of the same people since the start of lockdown, yeah, And I think there's been three intermediate courses where a lot of the same people did it, you know, and then we've led to the Oikers. Yeah. Like, it's so wonderful when you see not just your own, but other people's skills just growing. Like, yeah. think back to that first online improv session to how, like, I know myself and I know others improvise now. Wow, what a journey. Like, how incredible is that? And you don't even realize you're learning half the time or developing your skills it's just happening yeah I think it can be hard sometimes to judge your own progress in something like Mm -hmm. improv whereas you can see it easier in others yeah yeah Um, and yeah there's been a lot isn't hasn't there like I've seen a lot in others it's great and I really enjoyed the other day watching the the Liverpool Comedy Improv Intermediate Mm -hmm. Showcase so this is the the new group that's sort of come along after us because we've <laughs> we've branched out and we've formed the Oikers, and there were people in that group who you know I've seen improvising here and there over mm-hmm. the last six months or whatever. But then to see yep. them in that position and really knocking it out of the park with a great show and just seeing how they've come on, it was really great to watch. It, it was really great, and I think there's a real there's a team spirit, isn't there, amongst like any. Liverpool comedy improv improviser but probably all improvisers that you want everyone to do really well yeah so you applaud one another and appreciate one another and I think that was great in the show and I love that all of us all of the Oikers were watching the show weren't we we yep we shortened our practice that night so we could (laughs) all enjoy the show and I think that's that's what's great about improv as well the community and that community spirit and everyone wants to support each other and there's no there's no sort of doggy dog mentality. It's it's everyone just in it together, no. trying to all raise each other up. There isn't that competition, is there? I think it's. I mean, how unique that it's actually a, there's groups of people 
that are actually building each other up not just saying they're going to build one another up but actually yeah. doing it just <laughs> through the way they interact with each other yeah it's quite I think it's quite unique it's lovely you know why do we still do it because of that as well as enjoying improv yeah <laughs> and I've said many times about how in my life away from improv I tell jokes all the time puns one-liners <laughs> they just roll off my tongue constantly <laughs> <laughs> but when you're not in the improv environment, it's mostly met with an eye roll or a groan. I I often say that when I, when I say a joke or something for do so, I have to say, well, I find myself funny yeah. in real life. But yeah. in improv, other people find me funny. So I completely yeah. relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I just love that. I love the fact that, oh, I can say these really ridiculous jokes and people actually appreciate them and applaud them. <laughs> <laughs> you you have built quite a reputation there of um, the joke and pun master. <laughs> but for me, it was just so weird because I'm just doing what I naturally do, but all of a sudden people are mm. appreciating it where I've just had years of basically being told to shut up. <laughs> but isn't it great, right? That, like, Because I feel this too, you can be naturally yourself in improv. Yeah, you can be natural. Yeah, we're playing characters, but actually, we're being naturally ourselves behind that, and I think that's that's great. It's um, it makes me think a little bit about. So I'm a big wrestling fan, and there's something that they say in wrestling. Mm -hmm. They say the best characters in wrestling are characters that are themselves turned up to maximum, and I think there's yes. a bit of that in improv that we're just ourselves turned up to the max, so people are getting like the ultimate version of us. Yeah, we're elevating ourselves, aren't we? Because yeah. you can still tell it's Ian in improv, let's say. Yeah. But it gives you permission to be even more outrageously yourself as well. Yeah, true. And I think what's good about it, especially in the online world, because turning it up to max is draining. <laughs> it can take it out of you. And like, so some people that have seen me improvise must think that I'm just like, constantly at that 100% but that's not the case because mm -hmm. I, I actually really enjoy time away from people I enjoy days where I don't have to talk to people and I can just you know laze around but then when I am interacting I enjoy turning it up you know yeah I completely relate to that like um yeah completely in terms of being completely out there 100% or 110% or whatever you want to call it and then I know it's I know for me part of my criteria for a great life and a great day is is um connection with people like yeah. that genuine connection but I also know that sometimes I just want to sit quietly and sometimes I want to disconnect and just be in my own little bubble and <laughs> yeah people don't see that necessarily but I think there's a real I think with, with the group particularly the oikas you know there's a real respect for one another and I respect that if somebody does come to a session and they're a little bit quieter, it's okay. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes we just need time to warm up or whatever it might be. And you're really good at picking up on when people aren't themselves. Like there's been many a time where mm. I've had a stressful day at work and I turn on for improv mm. and then I'll see a little message from you saying, are you all right? You're not yourself. <laughs> and I, I, and just, I... <laughs> I just pick it up. I think yeah. it's just it's just something... Yeah, I just think, I think it's just something in me. And because like, you know, we both work in education and 
like you pick it up in the kids don't you at school and you pick it up in other teachers and it's just I, I care for people you know and I think it's okay when someone turns on and they're not quite themselves but you just want to check in with them and just you know it's okay but I'm just checking you're all right yeah and you mentioned about education there and something that the lockdown period has helped me with is realizing how much I was giving to my job and how oh, much wow. I, how much I wasn't giving to myself and it was an opportunity to step off the treadmill in a way that I'd never done before and I would say it's taught me a lot about myself and how to improve my quality of life moving forward. Mm. So I think like there's so much there like where to start so I think you're right in terms of that treadmill of work I know myself you know I've thrown myself into my career I mean I never set out to to be career-minded um you know I've always been quite free-spirited I think Brian in a session this week said something um like (laughs) named me as, as a character that he didn't think would be me but clearly was which was like a happy free loving hippie and I saw you laugh (laughs) and I laughed because he went yeah that's really the true me but I think I've thrown myself into work you know I've an education and fast tracked in my career and you throw yourself in but I think particularly in education it's all consuming you know I was on the phone Christmas Eve um, sorting out meals for families sorting out presents for families families that we didn't know you know when we broke up needed it and I think in the pandemic, for work, for me, there has been a treadmill of work is nonstop, works the weekends, works the holidays as well, because the communities needed it. But there has been time because of improv and online to actually step off that treadmill and throw yourself into a completely different world. And in that world, in that hour or two hours, that everything else in your job doesn't exist. But I've also learned, similar to what you were saying, that yes I'm an educator but that's not all I am there's a lot more to me than that I used to meet people and I think to my friend in Spain and we were out one evening not last October the October before and we'd just gone for a walk you know a bit like teenagers just go for a walk around the around the mountain village and um I, I remember that previously when we'd previously met and become friends they'd ask me what I do and I'd said oh I'm a head teacher they didn't care about that that's not what they want to know they yeah. want to know who I am as a person and I think <laughs> the lockdown's definitely taught me that that there's a lot more there's more to life isn't there yes work's important yeah. but actually like you said the quality of your life and the connections you make and the doing the things you love just because you love them yeah I think it's really important and discovering improv has been extra good for me personally, I think, because I love the creative outlet. Yes. I, I used to be in a, I used to be in a band. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've done lots of, lots of performing type things in the past, but if you're in a band you've got to put the practice into learning all the songs and all the yes. lyrics and all that kind of stuff. If you're in a play, you've got to put all the effort into learning all the scripts and <laughs> getting this right and that right. But what I love about improv is you get the creative outlet and it needs no prep. You just rock up. And like we said, you be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's what's really helped me to fall in love with it. It's the fact that, yeah, 
like school takes up so much of my brain that mm. I, I yes. in some ways I've lost the capacity to to learn a script or to learn a whole set list of songs and, mm. and remember it all. But it hasn't lost its imagination, and I can turn up, I can mix stuff up, and I don't need to remember it, and I don't need to practice for it. It's just there, and it's in the moment. Yeah, yeah, I I completely completely agree with that. Yeah, and I think sometimes like I love to perform but I I don't spend enough time appreciating how much other people making me laugh on a regular basis is actually a really good reason for just turning up to a session (laughs) yeah because part of the joy of a session isn't just when you're on screen improvising it's watching others improvise as well isn't it and laughing about that yeah you know and I think improv's great for that. For me, I do I do still love acting and I do love learning scripts and I do, you know, I do like getting on stage and performing, you know, in a, yeah. in a full play. But for me, it gives me a bit, something a bit similar to improv in terms of you're part of the community. But I think more and more through this pandemic and just to have that balance in your life, just being able to turn up to an improv session, like you said, with no prep and just go for it it makes it more possible doesn't it to include it as part of your part of what you do every week and you have recently joined the lci teaching team because you are teaching uh, children's improv sessions now do you want to talk about that a little bit how did that come about yeah i'd love to so um so Liverpool Comedy Improv's running online kids classes on a Saturday, every other Saturday. And Jen um, and I think it was Becky were running those sessions. And I was just in a session. I'd done a Monday night session with Jen, who's absolutely fabulous at teaching the kids. Like, it was brilliant. But I did a Monday night session that Jen was teaching. Um, and I just stayed on the call afterwards, the improv. I'm just like, look, you know, I'm really interested to take part in the teaching of the kids sessions but I knew there was an opportunity then so I said I'm happy just to come as an extra and volunteer like and (laughs) jump on and just have some fun but then Emma messaged me I think it was two three weeks later um, and we we talked and um, she asked if I'd be interested and I said yes Um, it's all early days for me um, but I'm really enjoying I'm really enjoying it enjoying working with Jen and Emma um, and we did a session two weeks ago and it was actually the first session because it's all quite new for me. Yeah. Um, and it was great. The kids were great. And the kids were in that group in such a way, just like we are in the group. They supported one another. They yes and one another. Yeah. They cared for one another um, and they lifted each other up, which I think was really good. I was in the previous and the first lockdown running online kids sessions for the kids at my school. Um, and I was doing that once a week. And even then the kids were like, Miss, can you carry on in the holidays? And I remember running some in the summer holidays just <laughs> because they loved it that much. That's cool. And, you know, there's, I think, how great as a kid to be able to get into improv because I did loads of drama growing up and acting, but I didn't know there was an improv scene. And what a great thing for their life and their happiness levels and an outlet now for them I think it's really good so yeah for for anyone listening I guess the Liverpool Comedy Improv Kids Sessions um run fortnightly on a Saturday and they're currently ran by me and Jen so if anybody fancies you know 
um, jumping on or you've got a child that would like to just have a go, um, then book them a place because it's a real safe group and it's lots of fun, lots of silliness, lots of games um, and some a great chance to chance to have a go at improv. Awesome. That's a great plug. <laughs> Thank you. I had to plug somewhere, right? <laughs> We've plugged the Oikers, Liverpool yeah. Comedy Improv, now the kids' sessions. <laughs> what else? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's so important for children to uh, get involved in improv because you learn so much from it. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the lessons that I think is really important is that you learn that it's okay to get something wrong because you can still make something good out of it, even if it doesn't go as you planned. And I know a lot of children get really hung up on what others will think of them if they make a mistake and that kind of thing. So to be able to be in a situation where you can make a mistake of some kind and it still be applauded and your efforts be appreciated, I think that all children should go through that process. I love that you said that because, you know, we both know that if you're in the classroom, you try really hard with that, don't you, to create that culture of, it, yeah. you know, mistakes are beautiful and it's okay to make mistakes and we learn from them. But w- when you're talking about maths or you're talking about a written piece of work, children don't always feel that. But in improv, it, it's part of improv. It's yeah. making the mistakes is part of it. I know in one the class I was talking about that I've done with Theatre Synergy, oh my gosh, I made mistakes all the time. But it was real challenging and it was real new learning. But the facilitator, it was, I learned so much and felt able to put myself forward because of how much he valued those mistakes and how much he made it so clear that they were part of it. And I think you're right. Kids get that from improv, but they also learn how to listen. And I think that's really important. And they they learn to express themselves and we all have so many feelings don't we and if we're doing improv we can express all kinds of feelings which is good for our health as well yeah definitely i know whenever i do anything improv based with my class they always beg for more can we do that again we love that <laughs> we want more of that <laughs> do you not think in, in class though like i always think like any any day with a class is like a full-on improvised sketch no matter how much you've planned it's it's a series of improvised sketches and yes you might pull up improv games but just everything about it expect the unexpected and you know go with it like you do in improv because when you go with it that's when the magic happens yeah and I think the role of a teacher is a character like I see my like the teacher that I am Mr (laughs) Jones is a character and it's like being a character in a soap because it's a character that you are playing on a regular basis and you just you can just get so caught up in the character of the teacher Mm -hmm. and also you're you are you're doing it authentically as yourself aren't you but you are you know I talked before about criteria one of my parts of my criteria my day is that I connect with people another thing is that I perform when you're in the classroom or at school in any role like yeah you are performing, right? Oh yeah, totally. It's like a performance. <laughs> yeah. When I in my very first day of teaching, so I fell into teaching completely. It's that's a whole podcast in itself. How I got into <laughs> teaching. I think I remember your story. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a long story. Um, but 
so basically I wasn't a teacher and then two weeks later I was a teacher um teaching music to a full class I remember that <laughs> and I just thought oh I don't know how to be a teacher so I'm just gonna go and rely on my acting past and say right I've got I'm playing the role of a teacher what do I think a teacher should be and that's sort of from uh... from day one I've just been playing this this character and developing the character of the teacher and <laughs> learning along the way <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> don't you find though in the classroom that most children love to love to get up and be active and do acting and do improv don't they oh yeah most totally. children they love coming away from the books yeah and they love you being honest with them I think and just being true and treating them like people and, and not just treating them like children if that makes sense oh absolutely and you know and that the relationships you build with them and the connection you build with them and that relatability is all absolutely part of it. Because we every day when you walk into school, you're there and you give every single person you come across, every young person, you give them love, right? Yeah. Just through the way you connect with them, just through the way you talk to them. And I guess you could relate it to improv that when we're in an Oikos session, you know, you know, we're giving people love. You yeah. Know, in terms of we're accepting them, we're we're bigging them up, we're taking their idea and running with it. You know, we played. Look, this week we played. I'm a hairy monster. You know? <laughs> yeah. Stu introduced that the week before, and you know, I jumped on the session late the week before, and Seki was like, "Oh, Jenna, I think you'll love this game. We've already <laughs> played it, but we'll play it again." That's giving love to somebody because you know what you think they might like, and yeah, you know, it, it all kind of links together, doesn't it? And I think the improv room, whether it's on Zoom or the real life, and the classroom, they share something in that I see the classroom as like a happy, safe place. It doesn't matter what Absolutely. the children have, have had happen nope. before they come to school or what's going to happen when they go home. I want them to be themselves and be happy to be mm -hmm. in that room. And in improv, it's the same. You know, you don't know what kind yep. of day people have had. Nope. And you just want to make sure that that time that they're in that session, it's a safe, happy environment for them to be in. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's what what I've learned from Emma as well. And when she's doing her LCI sessions is that she'll do a check-in right at the start. Yeah. And that check-in, even if it's, you know, if you were a board game today, what board game would you be? Or if you were <laughs> a sport today, what sport would you be? You're going to learn a lot from that. And I think you're right, you know. I mean, I went into education. I went in, you know, gosh, it's like just over 12 years ago now. And I went in, yes, to teach, but that wasn't my main motivation. My main motivation was to give every single child six hours a day where they were secure, loved, yeah. safe, respected, and where they could actually be children yeah. and, you know, learn to grow, learn to be themselves, be confident and just feel like you had their back you know you, you've got to have their back right you've got to be rooting for them and yeah totally like an improv we're rooting for each other all the time even <laughs> yeah. watching someone else's show you're willing them just to have fun and do really well so yeah how how great like thinking about the parallels yeah it's it's interesting but I think just just spreading positivity however we can it doesn't matter whether it's adults or children just let's just be nice to each other and let's just make the world a better place <laughs> you know me you know i'm i'm uber positive <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> and 
that's my um I guess that's my approach in life but I think you're right you know the world needs a lot more love and you know let let's spread that kindness and positivity around because you know we we've got today and we've got to make the most of it and you know make somebody else smile and give that give that positivity completely agree with that awesome well that is a great place for us to end this chat it's been absolutely brilliant i mean i've loved chatting with you and just gosh it's brought me so much to think about and <laughs> just this chat's made me even happier than when i started the chat so oh, good. thank you I'm well I'm, I'm smiling like a cheshire cat right now so it's uh, had a positive <laughs> effect too. on me as well <laughs> <laughs> this goes uh, back to our magical mondays <laughs> Uh, so we'll give one last plug for the LCI um, kids drop in every other Saturday. Check it out on the Liverpool Comedy Improv uh, Facebook page or the yeah. website or Instagram, wherever. Just just check it out. And if you've got children of your own or you've got children of friends or family members, you know, put them in the direction because they will have a great time. Absolutely. So there we go. Thank you very much, Janet. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. See ya. Wow. Thank you so much to Janet. What a great chat that was. So much positivity oozing uh, through my Zoom screen and hopefully through your speakers or headphones, whatever you're listening with. It certainly put a smile on my face and a spring in my step, and I hope that you are feeling the same level of positivity that I am from that interview. Now, if you are interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene, then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Live Comedy Improv. If you're a member of the LCI community and you would like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we will make the arrangements as soon as possible. Don't forget, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate us, leave us a five-star review and that will really help to boost the show and hopefully bring in more listeners to help expand and grow. It's so great what we're doing so far and I just... I'm loving this and I just want this to continue to grow and to continue to be awesome. If you want to check me out on social media, you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Ian Luke Jones and on my YouTube channel in particular, you'll find all sorts of videos on there. There's lots of improv on there. There's motivational videos on there. There's just silly comedy videos on there. Check it out. Hopefully you'll find something that you might like. And before I go, as always, here are some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv, and yes, and...